Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to Real Talk Ministry audio podcast for the month of September 2022. Um, If you're interested or have church announcements or if you have a business you want to advertise, if you have a sermon or a testimony you want to share, I have a radio station. Uh, You can go listen to it on realtalkministry.com. You can download the app at 365 Live and just type in Real Talk Ministry. And this service that I would like to provide to help you get on your feet, get knowledge it's for free you can go to realtalkministry.com and click on radio connections for more information so let's get into this audio podcast for september i would like to throw in a little disclaimer as i always do i always say you know what i'm not gonna keep doing this all the time but it's good to just let people know that my audio podcast when i do that it's just kind of from what's from the heart and um my video podcast which i'll be doing next week uh It's usually biblical, kind of like Bible teachings. So just get into it. The topic is called Move Out the Way. And I was sitting there thinking about the things that I've been going through lately. And it's just life challenges, regardless if it's just family, it's changes in your home, it's it's just work or, you know, church. And not church as to say people are messing with you, but just your personal connection with Christ. And I've been learning more than ever that I have not been moving myself out of the way. There have been times where I will literally be like, Lord, you take control. And if you listen to any of my previous podcasts, the encouragement is that we need to be set aside to let God do what he needs to do. But a lot of times we say it and we really speak it from the heart and we believe we are truly doing that, but we really are not. And what I mean by how we are not really setting ourselves ourselves aside to let God do what he truly wants to do because even though he is doing some things and he is allowing some things to happen to our life when we don't move ourselves out of the way we become a stumbling block to our own goals now for many who are listening this sounds like yeah duh I grew up in church I know about church I know about God I know what that means I know I could be a stumbling block I know that I need to move myself out of the way But the point I want to make in this uh, audio podcast about moving yourself out of the way so you won't be a stumbling block is the fact that even if at the end you don't get all the riches and the glory and the fame and the joy and the success that you thought you was going to get from moving yourself out of the way, if you don't do anything but get a lesson learned, this is a test. You passed it. Now let's move on to the next one without the hopes and expectations that there is going to be something waiting at the end of the well or the rainbow for you. If you can't allow yourself to get away from your thoughts and your minds and your feelings of what moving yourself out of the way is supposed to do for you at the end other than grow you spiritually, then you're still doing it wrong. As Christians, as saints, as people who believe in God, uh, people who want to know more about God, we have to understand that everything comes with a price. And that price that we're working for and the goal that we're trying to reach of that high calling in Christ is eternal life. I think it's too often that we have been taught that if you do this, then your friends, uh, your enemies, and people who betrayed you and people who did you wrong, 
they're going to get it and you're going to reap all the benefits from it. You're going to have such great rewards. And we can't even be satisfied with the fact that great rewards is just the fact that he's going to continue to keep us. He's going to continue to keep our minds. He's going to help us grow. He's going to help us become a better person in him. He's going to allow us to search more of the word, learn more of the word, acknowledge him as more than what we have already acknowledged him as. But so long we've been taught that if our enemies betray us, then we're going to end up with a bunch of riches when they get their just due. And we sit around and we wait and we prance around the fact that, oh yeah, we can't wait to dance on the fact that um, the enemies were destroyed. And all the while, we're skipping over the scriptures that speaks about how you're supposed to love your enemies, how you're supposed to pray for them, and how you're supposed to sit back and let God handle your enemies. But the sad part of allowing God handle the enemies is the fact that we think if God handles the enemies, he's going to destroy them because personally, we were not allowed to. And God may go in and be like, you know what? Ask for forgiveness. Become straight, do what's right, and I'll give you a second chance and I'll do what is befitting for your life, even though you did all these people wrong. And people can't accept that because visually we've been taught that if someone do us wrong and hurt us, they're going to get hurt back. When you don't move yourself out of the way, you are going to become so hurt and devastated when you see God restore and redeem them, just like he's restoring and redeeming you. Because this life of what the challenges that you're facing and going through for him, it's not a setup against you. So when he said move, when he wants you to move yourself out of the way, you have to do it with a Christian mentality and not your own personal revenge Christian mentality. Christians for a long time, we can go and search the word of God and we use it to our advantage and there's nothing wrong with that. But we search the word of God to our advantage, and sometimes that becomes a problem. Searching the word of God to bring encouragement and strength to help you get through the things that you are facing and the challenges you are facing to those advantages that you feel like you are being head on can't get a a grip or grasp the concept of what's going on in your life. Yes, it should be motivation. It should be used for strength. It should be help, used to help you get over and conquer the things that you need to stand strong and firm in the eyes of Christ. But you also have to learn that repentance was for you just like it is for everyone else. There was a situation that I was facing and these evil people, <laughs> I'm just going to say how I felt they were. And I just felt like I had everything that is mounted up against these people for what they was doing against me. And God was like, no, we're not taking this route. We're not going to do it this way. And I'm like, out of all the things that I could easily just be like, this is how it's supposed to be. Uh, I really have an edge up to fix this issue. He was like, I don't want you to do it that way. I've learned that in that process of him telling me how he don't want me to do things a certain way that I became vengeful. I wanted the revenge of what these people did to me. And I was uh, giving myself the authority. You know, I was putting myself in a position to put a command or a demand on God of how this is supposed to go. You know how we get so structured in the word of God that we don't think we're doing it, but we are. 
And even if you're doing it and not knowing it, you are. When you tell, when God tells you no on something, or He tells you don't go that route, and in your heart you really, really want to go that route, so you start quoting scriptures and you start putting up prayers and you start fasting and you start asking people to pray with you that the this thing be turned around in your favor. I'm gonna tell you something. It doesn't matter what you do. If God said no, it's a no. I've learned that the easy way and the hard way, and I'm learning more with understanding that the no isn't just so I can't see the revenge or that I won't be vengeful. That's a that's another reason for the no, but it's also to teach me how to control my feelings and my issues and learn to really accept what God wants me to do. And in order to do that, I have to completely move myself out of the way. Now, what do I mean for me? I can't say for you, but what do I mean for me? Move myself out of the way. When I feel like I need to be on a defense, if I feel like my emotions is just going to override and take over everything to the point now I'm speaking of me, I'm so mad, I'm shaking, I can't get a a grip of what is going on around me because I got to prove a point. I got to make it be known that this is the way it needs to be done or else I have all the information. Everything I'm saying is true. It could be true. It could be right. But when God says move out of the way, move out of the way means everything. It means completely let him do it. And not with the underlining of I'm going to let him do it, but I'm still waiting to see what he's going to do. You may never see what it is that he's going to do. But as long as he's protecting you, taking care of you, feeding you, sheltering you, giving you the ability to be able to speak with clear consciousness and in your right mind, then he has done the job that is required that he said he can do for you through the word of God. We have to understand that some of the things that we think need to be moved out of the way may not be the thing that God wants moved out of the way. And as Christians, it's getting, it's becoming very hard for people who know Christ and say they know Christ to really understand that his ways are his ways. And if we truly going to say we're going to trust him, we're going to love him, we're going to believe in him, we're going to do all the things that we feel that, you know, we're going to do for him to be a light, to be an example. We have to learn how to accept the word no. It's hard because we we hear all the time, oh, we have favor, oh, I'm spoiled, God looks out for us. But there are times when God is looking out for you by saying, no, I will not uh be vengeful to these people. No, I will not um, just play into your hands and do it the way you think it should be done to satisfy your feelings and your emotions. No, I'm God. I can see what's coming before me. I already seen everything that is around you and I want to do it this way. Yes, I may have gave you the permission to pray a prayer, to ask a favor of me. But today, we're not doing it that way. Today, we are doing it my way. And if you don't want it my way, you will not succeed. What does succeeding succeeding or success look like to you? What does it look like when you're in your own way? And not letting God do the things that he is wanting you to do. And not the things that are just being satisfied. 
the things that he clearly wants to do for your life that is causing you to feel so bad or causing you to feel like it's not going to work unless you put your input into it. I'm saying it this way because we know God can do anything. I mean, for us believers, there is nothing, and I do mean absolutely nothing, God can do for us. The problem comes when we don't want to do for God wholeheartedly and sincerely. When we're asking God, oh, can I be with this guy or can I get married or can I do this? I don't care if it's, uh, can I go out of the country with my friends or can I move from this job to the next job? And he's like, nope, 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 nope. But our heart wants what the heart wants. So we start first going through the process of justifying that this no is not a sincere no because the this is how I feel. This is what is lining up. And I see all the signs that he's still telling you no. And then you was like, go to the second process of, okay, let me get validation. Let me make sure this is the confirmation that is needed to make sure that this no is clear. And you still get that. It's still a no. And then after a while, you start throwing ten- temper tantrums. Christians throw temper tantrums when they don't get their way with God. Because we're his kids, he know we will throw temper tantrums. Look at the children of Israel. They did it all the time. But at the end of the day, they sacrificed all that they walked around for because they couldn't let go of their temper tantrums and couldn't accept what God was doing for them his way. They had proof. They had confirmation. They had word. They had everything around them. To get to the land that they were promised. But they refused. They refused what was before them. Whether it was because they feared that if they didn't do it a certain way. And I'm just speaking hypothetically. I don't know if they was fearing this. So I'm going to not say it this way. I'm going to say it in a way for us today. I don't know if you're fearing that if you don't do it a certain way that it's not going to be done. I don't know if you feel like because you in your job you're more familiar with how it is. So in your mind you continue to run and run and run over the things that you feel that you know to be right so you automatically just disapprove the no's that you're hearing or you just put aside or disregard the messages that are coming to you because you know you think you know better but regardless you're missing your promise because you're focused on what you're feeling and not listening to the no's when God says move yourself out of the way when you know you need to be moved out the way no the word no comes with it. So therefore, anything God try to do for you is not acceptable. If you can't accept a no, then you need to then you're not moving yourself out of the way and you're not putting yourself in a position where God can bless you and put you in a better position or situation. We have to quit looking for the gold at the end of the rainbow. We got to quit trying to manipulate God's doing by thinking that if greater is coming, if we're going to believe that greater is coming, we can believe that with the knowledge of that I can go to another job, make a little bit more or even make less. But now I have my peace of mind, but I'm still 
got my uh, house provided. I still got food. I still have shelter. I still have transportation. Everything that we do in our cycle with Christ, it is above and above, uh, beyond. And he doesn't put us beneath. Our own logical thinking of what we think is beneath is what's killing us. Because if God moved you from one situation to another situation and you don't think it is of the level of the situation you were in before that you don't have the highest of the high, you feel like, oh, well, this is not God because this is beneath me. Let God do what he wants to do for your life and quit worrying about how it makes you look and feel. Sometimes we need to move out the way by moving our feelings and emotions and let God truly work. And when I say let God truly work, I mean that. Let him do the job that is set aside for your life. It's going to get hard. It's going to become harder for you to understand Christ and what he is doing for your life when you rebut against his nose. When you refute the fact that he is trying to make things better for you, but you can't accept it because it's not the way you think it should be. I also want to mention with the move out the way, it comes under a lot of different types of directions of how you need to move. And when you move yourself out of the way, you begin to um, obtain wisdom and knowledge. And when you begin to obtain, obtain wisdom and knowledge, you'll be able to understand the path that God has you on. And you'll be able to obtain peace. You'll be able to understand how he is working in your life because you're actually allowing him to work in your life. Sometimes we need to stand on the word of God that he has given us for the moments that we are in. Now, I'm not trying to say that the word of God is only for temporary circumstances. Like, I'm not saying you can only use it for certain things or you can't go to the word of God to use to your advantage to help you get through some things. What I'm saying is it has to be lined up with what God is telling you. If God is telling me, no, I do not want you to become rich. I can't go to the Bible and say, oh, yeah, but that's a lie because he, he said these were riches and this scripture said about riches. You know, the Bible even said you shouldn't even pray to be rich. That shouldn't even be something you should be praying about. Success doesn't always have to equal riches. Moving to another job because you was uh, treated badly doesn't mean now that you're going to be a superstar in your next job. It doesn't even mean that the next job may be the same equal pay. It just means that God sees that you have had enough and he's going to handle the situation. And the only problem with him handling the situation is it does not always mean that the other people are going to suffer and their job is going to crash and they're not going to be successful in what they're doing. They will continue to prosper if God sees fit. We got to start aligning our thoughts and our minds and our feelings to what God wants us to do and not what we think we should be doing in order to win and have victory. Because our victory is the is what God presents to us. The victory isn't what I think I need. The victory is what God presents to us. And the victory that he presents to us is what I need. I think a lot of people suffer harder and they endure, they endure a lot more 
when they don't release their thoughts and their minds to really align with what God wants. I also want to point out that when you move yourself out of the way and let God do things, you don't fall into traps and snares. Uh, It's becoming very heartbreaking to see so many of our people um, being in heavy rotation or being the comedy and the joke. Um, I wish churches would take the time to teach those who are using cameras who are live streaming in their facility to let's start with um if someone falls or someone sing off key or something like that that it doesn't that doesn't make your church go viral over the word of god or if someone everything in is doing something that's wrong through the kingdom and we know as christians it's not even kingdom but it's being heavily circulated. Like there's stuff out there of preachers cursing and, and money being um, asked for from people that shouldn't even be in existence in regards to what has to do with Christ. And that stuff is on heavy rotation. We as true believers got to quit promoting that type of nonsense. We can't stop people from going to social media and posting what they want to post. I'm not trying to say that we need to put a demand on it. But if you know you have something that is true out there, a preacher that is true out there, if you know there are some good preachers with great heart who's been doing it, and I'm not saying someone who is perfect, we need to start as Christians moving the bad stuff out of the way and recycling and recirculating and making those preachers and those words being spoken go viral because we are ambassadors of Christ. So when we're sitting here frustrated over the distractions that God is clearly saying, I got, but we were refusing to move because we just can't let him be God when he is God. When we could be focusing on how to change the world around through social media when it comes to the real truth of who God is. There's plenty of things for us to do while God is working in our favor and on our behalf. And he ain't doing it just in the background. I know that's just something we say or people say, like, because, we know, we can't see what it is that he's doing it. But he's doing it all around us. And we can be really great at at going against the things that Satan wants to continue to promote by letting God do what he wants to do for my life or for your life and promoting the positive. Even if the positive is this is something different that we need to be doing in church. At least it's not someone getting all these views, TV time, likes over cursing or doing stupid stuff in the church that is not of Christ just to get money. We need to push people who we know are legit. And again, I said not perfect because I don't believe that everyone is perfect. I know we all have flaws, but the word of God is the word of God. And we need to move the junk that is representing Christ out the way by pushing the good of those who are trying to represent Christ in a positive manner. There's a lot of things that move um, out the way can literally mean to your life. 
but you have to acknowledge what it is. I wanted to be sure that I addressed the no over the yes, because we always hear the yes of God. But a lot of us do not want to accept the no of God. And it drives you crazy because we don't understand why things are not lining up and why things are not coming together and why things are going haywire and why I'm now being frustrated. I don't understand. There's confusion. It's because you already know the answer and you just don't want to accept it. So now you're not battling with Satan. You're not battling with God. You're battling with yourself. You're driving yourself crazy. You're throwing your own self off. You're the one causing the confusion because you just won't accept what God has for you right now in the moment. Once you accept it and let God be God, you will see what he's trying to do for you. And it will be okay. It will be okay. So I want to encourage you all. When I say move out of the way, it's not the normal, oh, okay, let me just step aside and let God do it. Because we know as human beings, we always try to step aside to let God do things until our emotions get attacked or until we get attacked as a person. And all of a sudden, we feel like God needs help. He will never need our help. He will always want us to be there. He will always be glad to use us. But when he is doing the work, let him fight. Let him do the work. Because everybody has the opportunity to see Christ the way you see Christ. And you never know, that person who is doing vile and evil towards you now may be the Paul that he is bringing up in this earth to help save those that he was or she is being violent, evil to learning, teaching them like, no, that's not the way. That's how I used to be. But God saved me. Every opportunity of someone who's alive is an opportunity for them to live for Christ just like you're living. Because we were not all perfect. We all had to come to a conclusion in our lives that we are not going to be this way. And the only way we got that way was because of the help of Christ. So I want to encourage you, as I end this audio podcast, to move yourself out the way in everything you do to allow God to do the things that need to be done for your life. Regardless of what it is that he wants you to do, you have to make sure it is aligning with him. And in doing so, you keep your sanity Thank you for listening. I'm Miss Nisi of Real Talk Ministry. God bless. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to share and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can receive notifications when a new episode is posted. You can also stop by Miss Nisi's website, www.realtalkministry.com. There you can purchase her books, leave a comment, and stay connected with this ministry. Until next time, God bless.